Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Do you cheer for a team without a head coach? Is prayer the only way you'll hear your team's name on Selection Sunday? You might be suffering from depression, anxiety, or what we like to call March Sadness. Have no fear, Cornbread Hemp is here. Cornbread Hemp's organic, full-spectrum CBD products have just what you need to relieve everyday anxiety. Try our extra-strength gummies today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and get 30% off your purchase at cornbreadhemp.com. Don't wait to beat the buzzard. Try Cornbread Hemp today. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning! Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just... Cats. 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 Cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you, March 30th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen all here in studio. Hope you're having a great start to your hump day day. morning. That was Justin Kalen, our producer. Nick Roush, co-host. TJ Walker is me. Justin, how are you doing? I'm phenomenal. I uh, yeah, it's Wednesday. We are we are hump day is the best day of the week. Our week's almost over. We got well, today's show ha- and then halfway. two. Well, halfway, yeah. halfway. It, it seems it it has the feel of more than halfway though. For always some does. I've always yeah. said the exact same thing. You always celebrate Wednesday because you're halfway, but you're technically not even halfway until around noon with the work week, but by the end of Wednesday, it almost just feels like you're playing with house money. Yeah. Like, I'll get by Thursday, and Friday is just Friday. I'm not working anyways. Like, not, I mean, technically, quote-unquote, you're working, but it's Friday. You, you, you get it, right? Back. You know what I'm yeah, talking about, Roush, right? Put on a- exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm with you, Justin. I'm feeling good, too. Got this, a good night's sleep. Is this mic working? Yeah. It's working here? Okay, yeah. all right. I yeah, really I can hear- tell, though, that your confidence is already I, I down. I can't hear myself... <laughs> Back in my ears. I can hardly hear you myself. So uh, maybe it's not working, but no, I do hear something. It's working. Okay. All right. As long as it is, as long as you're telling me it's working, it just it's working. I and I'm hearing you also. Okay, we're good to go. Uh, came into the studio today for the first time in a while, and just the typical microphone is just. <laughs> you should really take a picture of, of what mean, we it, of what we walked into. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, just completely unhinged, like quite literally. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just. Completely and totally broken. Justin said, "Yeah, they're coming in with a part soon to fix." I'm like, "What a screw! Like it's not, <laughs> it's not rocket science. You just, 
You screw the thing in. Uh, but you know what? We're, we're powering through. We're powering through. Uh, I, I had a good night's sleep as well, too, Mr. Sports Talker. I had one of those like kind of narrative dreams where it, it almost feels like a movie. I was in like some sort of dystopia, uh, you know, trying to avoid the bad guys like in the snow. It was, uh, it was fun. It's a good dream. Good dream. Good. That's awesome. Exciting. Exciting about- stuff. I had a, 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 an eventful day on Tuesday uh, and plenty to talk about today. I'm sure that, uh, well, I'm not sure, but I'm guessing, well, you've told me, that that Duke most likely won't be an only child. Did you, as a dad in the first six months or so, sometimes when I have a good night's sleep, I feel guilty because I'm like, ooh, wonder if the wife did. Because, you know, like I, oh, a yeah. good night's sleep yeah. means for me, it's like the baby didn't wake me up. Did the baby not wake me up because the baby didn't wake up? Or did the baby not wake me up because the wife heard it first and I never woke up at any point? So I always feel guilty when I feel like I had a good night's sleep. But all that being said, I felt like I've had a good last few nights sleep. Like I feel, I feel a little bit better. I have not been it, feeling well. I think the sleep has got me back recharged, batteries recharged, and ready to rock and roll. See, I, I think you should also not feel too guilty whenever, because, you know, Pop's got to sleep too every once in a while. That's true. Uh, the working, but I, I do like there. The worst was when you would wake up with the baby at first, but you also just couldn't do anything really, and like you knew the wife was gonna have to get up anyway, so you don't want to like hurry to, like the, because th- there were at least a few times where I just got up and fed the and gave the baby its bottle anyway, just. Uh, just like, you know, all right, I got you here, wife. You're not doing this alone kind of deal. Well, that's nice of you. That's one thing that I, I mean, I have gotten up in the middle of the night unprovoked and tended to the baby, but I'm uh, there's a little part of me that's worried doing it because I feel like there's been a couple times where I've gone to do it and she'll be like, no, I just yeah. went in there. You don't, you don't touch this. I'm like, okay, I just, I don't, no, I won't do it then. Or baby's like, your mom, get out of here, well, jerk. That's pretty much like 80% of the time it seems like, um, <laughs> But, but yeah, the, the good night sleeps are awesome. Mm-hmm. Everybody enjoys them. Yep. But are they guilt-free? That's what we'll talk about the next uh, one an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. The entire show on Sounds Sleeping good. Patterns of New Parents. Oh, we sleep. missed everybody yesterday. We hope you yep. all missed us. I had uh, It was weird waking up and not hearing a little scoots. Man, it was weird waking up at 8.30 on a random ass I was gonna, Tuesday. That was going to be what my question was, is what time did Scoots wake up? Roush had to work. I was able to sleep in. I did sleep in a little bit. But. I, I could have slept a little later, but I made the mistake of telling work that our oh, show was canceled. No. Why would you do that? I know, what, what I know. The hell is wrong no, in you? the future, I know. I, say nothing, because they immediately went to, oh, well, you can come in at 9 then. No, no. Yeah. I ended up going in at 9.30, but I, I should have slept longer. Kept my mouth shut. I know in the future. I think I was 7.15, 7.30 maybe. It was nice, though. I'm not yeah. going to lie. It was pretty nice. Roush was in Lexington. That was yep. uh, part of the reason behind he wasn't going to be able to do the show besides a segment or so. Housing market, back again. So uh, work has gotten super busy for me. Also, like I said, I needed kind of a recharge of batteries. I just cannot get over this little allergy stuff. Uh, but feel good today. So all in all... Probably a good day off, and we're back at it today with a lot to talk about, Ralph. Yeah, lots to discuss. Uh, I was out at Kentucky football spring practice yesterday. Got to watch the pads popping a little bit. Um, watch the guys throw it around the yard some, and it was it was fun. It was a uh, it was very reaffirming. TJ, uh, it's not like I don't think the coaches are pulling wool over our head, but like 
Also, the kind of behind-the-scenes scuttlebutt, you like to see it with your own two eyes. Uh, one of which was, hey, Dinky, he's, he's pretty darn good. He's going to be competing for a starting spot. And uh, they, those folks were exactly right. Like, he's, he's good. He's really good. Amazing. Four-star receiver, good at football. Um, but he, he made a couple impressive uh, catches across the middle. Uh, and, and just in general, I, I think my, my biggest takeaway was that like the the worries aren't as bad as we might have thought. Like um, the offensive line is good. Um, you know, you obviously you're going to have those concerns at left tackle and at cornerback. Like there's there's going to be some mistakes during spring practice at those two positions of worry with Andrew Phillips and DeAndre Buford stepping in. Uh, but all in all, like I'm not like sounding the alarm. Like this is going to be. Oh, I don't know. It might only be 75. Like, no, this is a good football team that's really, really deep at a couple different positions. I, I Like, wide receiver, TJ, I don't think it's going to be one of those where um, there's just this significant drop-off. Like, it's like, all right, we got one guy, and then it's just a bunch of dudes. I, I think it's like he's got a legit two deep at wide receiver and at defensive line. And those were positions when Mark Stoops got here that Kentucky needed to address the most. And they've hit it hard on the recruiting trail. And now you've got a, a pretty solid two deep uh, across both fronts. I, I, and I would even want tight end there as well. Um, I, I think the only, the only downside to that is I don't know if there's any sort of game-wrecking star at either, at any of the positions. Like Keaton Upshaw is a big dude who's going to catch a lot of passes. Tavion Robinson is what you want from a slot receiver. And uh, – Octavius Oxendine. Ox has got some juice. Um, but for the most part, there, it's just like a lot of really solid players that, you know, over the next six months, maybe one of those can become more of a game wrecker with reps. But right now, it's just like, all right, we got a lot of dudes who show something one play, the next is not always there. You know, there's a little bit of inconsistency. But I, I like the talent and I, and I like the direction of those positions that were once worries, I, 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 they're no longer a weakness. They're no longer an Achilles heel for this Kentucky football team. Uh, there's all right, a lot to take in there from Nick Roush on his – and it's only one practice. It was only one glimpse at all this stuff going on. You all have been talking to coaches and players, so you have a better idea of maybe the perception of what's going on around the facility, but only one day to actually right, get to right. see it in, in person. In spring, like sure. in the indoor facility. They're not tackling. You know, like all that being said, the caveats laid out in front of the listeners, I don't love everything you just said. Oh. You mix that in with John Hale basically acting like nobody catched – uh, past the entire practice, and it was like the disgrace to football watching that practice. It's a little, oh, that's it's, how, a, it's a little over the top. But, I mean, he had multiple – like his whole storyline was like sloppy day, ugly day. Oh, well, Rich, Coach Rich was not happy. But, um, that was the first time he's like talked to the media after a bad day of practice. So, yeah, take it for what it's worth. I, I spent a lot of time watching the defense too, like especially in the second half. It was like, all right, look, let's – We've taken it all in. Which side do you want? He took offense. I took defense. Um, so, in that case, it's like, you know, defense, they made some plays in the secondary. <laughs> Went after some tip balls. Um, yeah, you got to find some. Jalen Geiger got a pick on the first uh, play of practice. Uh, Ty Asian had one later on during – or not first play of practice, first pe- play of the team period. Uh, Ty Asian got one later on. Uh, Jordan Lovett, a kid from North Harden. He's he's going he's gonna to play this year. Um, okay. Safety. Yeah, he, he's only in his second year, but he kind of like Geiger was like the third safety last year. They got a lot of run in. Um, 
I think that's how the, how love it's going to be. But yeah, I mean, sloppy spring practices they happen. Um, but still, like uh, they c- do. Considering what I typically see from like the receivers and just sizing them up, like to kill Crowdis, that kid is so damn fast. Like, and it's not like. I know we talk about 40 times and all that sort of stuff, and I'm sure it's going to be the same when Barry and Brown gets here and Jordan Anthony, who Jordan Anthony, he just ran a 10-1-100, like is one of the fastest sprint track and field athletes in America. That acceleration off the line is just like, like they, they, they are moving at a different pace than everybody else. So like just seeing the kind of potential there, like, you know, I like it. I, I like what I saw just from the, the athletic standpoint, uh, even though they didn't have a crisp day. Okay. All right. Uh, I guess the thing that makes me more worried is that your big picture concern that who's the the star in the passing game? Because you need one. No, do you? Yeah. No. no, you don't. All right. Name a good team that didn't have a star wide receiver. I mean, the thing is, is most of the good teams have multiple really good wide receivers. Okay, that counts too. We'll, and, we'll and go like, for multiple. I think good you wide can receivers. have multiple good wide receivers on this team. Like, spe- but you, but your concern is there may not be a star. We're not going to hold you to that. It was one freaking practice in March. That's yeah. fine. But let's just play radio hosts for a little yeah, yeah, bit yeah, do it, and do talk it. about like big picture. If that actually turns out to be true, and we're going into August, and you're saying, listen, it's a good offense, and Will Levis is the star, and Chris Rodriguez is the star. Those two guys are the people you trust. Wide receiver, they'll catch the ball if it's right there, thrown to them. They're they're not amazing at getting a lot of separation. You got a, a couple guys that are speedsters. You got a couple that are more slot. You can do you can do different things with those guys, but you don't have your Wandale. And really, quite frankly, you don't have anything really close to Wandale. You just got a collection of good wide receivers. Some may have good games here. Uh, others will have bad games here and there. But I'm not so sure you have an NFL top five, top round. You know, one of the top five round picks in in this room right here. Then I think that's a concern. I really, I mean, I do. I don't think that's even really all that hot of a take to, to say that you just kind of have ho hum options out at wide receiver. But well, they're they're not a top five pick now, but they could very well play into see, that. And I mean, it, round, it, top five rounds. I don't mean a top five pick. If UK had a top five pick five wide rounds, receiver, yeah. I'd be like, oh my gosh, yeah. that's going <laughs> to be amazing, pretty incredible. Well, and and, and uh, the Alabama kid, you know, he's got to well, get some time see, to figure he's, things out. He's not here. That's true. Um, Barry and Brown isn't here. Jordan Anthony isn't here. And I think to justice, like, it's because they're all freshmen and sophomores. Mm-hmm. Like most of these guys are young players. With like Demarcus Harris being the one exception, who's just a solid receiver. Um, I think the other thing I would argue is that, yeah, this team isn't going to like, like, A, you you can't, you, I mean, you're not, like, there's nobody on this team that's going to have the best single season in UK history. Like, duh. We're not Louisville fans saying that we're going to be well, better with Lamar. Gone, you know? I, I'm good. I'm yeah, glad like, that, we, that we will not do that. We're, we're, but but the, I think my overall point, like, you're not just going to throw it to one guy a sure. hundred times. Sure. And you you got to figure this stuff out. Guys will develop. You got uh, you have half a year. I mean, almost literally half a year. Uh, you have five months until you really need to put pen to paper, and you got to go out there and prove something. So you're right about that. Side note, it is just so funny. As far as I know, I don't know if there was one L media member that even said, like, wait. I know that Bobby is naturally should be optimistic, but this is just total BS, right? Like, there's no way that our team's going to be better without, without Lamar Jackson. Like, he just won the freaking Heisman Trophy. Uh, so, not as far as I knew, not one person came out and was like, maybe we pumped the brakes on, on these comments because, you know, 
Lamar hit a lot of warts for us. So, anyways, back to back to UK. Football. Yeah, and I, I think Robinson's going to be a solid player, but I don't know what like. I don't know exactly what that means. Like, and I, in a perfect world, you would have came in and been like, "Hey, Christian Lewis, just goodness gracious, folks, watch out for it. like." But that's not a, you got one sample size. Well, and I'm uh, also and they're, they're are they're like halfway through spring ball right now. Yeah, it was seven practices in. Yeah. yeah, and if I was going to say about anybody, it would be Dane Key. Like he's going to be really good, but he's also like I have Dane to, Key train get a lot of steam, yeah. and I personally love it, but I just hope that if. It takes like a year for that steam to really get some momentum. People will be patient with Park Bankian. His uh, him and Lewis. <laughs> Justin's already here. And well, one of those guys is going to play a lot this year, if not both. But that Baker coming in is is going to change that dynamic some. Like it just is because that guy's he's a freaking stud. Um, yeah. So, uh, but okay. that's, yeah, that's, you, what, that's what I like to hear. I, I also like him kind of under the impression that like when all else fails, this is going to be the most dynamic rushing attack we've seen at Kentucky because of the fullbacks. Like, Justice Dingle playing fullback is just comedy. Like, watch it. Because he's just – like, fullbacks are just – unless you've got a use check, they're mostly like bowling balls who at one point he caught a pass in the flat and everybody on the sideline was just like, get out the way. You know, like no, nobody <laughs> wanted to like thud up on him, uh, which was which was pretty funny. Um, the If, if I was going to have a, a bigger concern, like th- that's the part where it gets hard to to read things. A lot of the pass rush is just going to have to come from J.J. Weaver. Um, like Darian, I don't think that's the worst strategy for, uh, you know, yeah. keep it simple, stupid. As long as that defensive line gets a good push interior and then he can kind of just break free, that's fine. Like the, the He's Ohio just a playmaker. It's, you know, like it's almost like he doesn't have to do it one specific way. You just trust him to find a way to, to get the job done. That's what you want out of, of in a similar mold of a Josh Allen-like where uh, – Josh was just a total and absolute freak, but he could do it with speed. He could do it with power. He could do it with smarts. They were going to use him in schemes and sometimes drop him back and hide him in some places. Honestly, I feel like that from a versatility standpoint, JJ's in a similar mold. Not again. Josh Allen was a freak athlete, and JJ Weaver's pretty good. But I think you can get really creative with how you use him because he can he can do different things. He's not one dimensional in the way he's going to go make a play on on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and, and the thing about Josh that we have to remember is that, like, Josh was able to do what he did because Kentucky... That's a good point, too. Like, did have the, the, the push elsewhere. Like, Boogie Watson... Teams would focus on him, but if you did that and you put more attention on Josh Allen, they were going to get you somewhere else. Yeah. They yeah. would. It's just a matter of time before they'd get you somewhere else. So you have to keep an offense honest with having those options. You're hinting that... We're not so sure who that is yet. Right, right. But and it's part of it's because like Jordan Wright, he's not practicing this spring because he's at like twenty three and he's been injured. Like there's no reason to sure. potentially injure him again. Um and, and then the other I think the other side of the coin is that like Josh Pascal was freaking awesome last year. I mean, the only guy that had more tackles for loss than him in the SEC is the guy who broke the NCAA single season record for tackles for loss. So like Ripka has the size to play that spot, um, but I really like I really like the explosiveness of the Ohio State kid Darian Henry Young that's playing with him, uh, but he doesn't have the size quite yet. So like, there's like a lot of like, ooh, I re- I really like this here, but it's doing it consistently and and getting that like getting Josiah Hayes to get his neck in there to force a guy to go to JJ Weaver's side. You know what I mean? That's like what you need getting that juice from Ox who Ox was only do he didn't do any team stuff, but like he looked I mean he looked great. That guy. I, phew, man, he 
Like, if he he was going down the right path when he got hurt, like, that kid can be something really special if he stays healthy and, and is playing at the right weight and can has the conditioning to play. Like, that that's where J.J. can have a great year. And, hell, that's how Calvin Taylor had a great year um, back in 2019 because – Boogie Watson would apply some pressure, and Calvin Taylor cleaned it all up. Like he was always there, ha- having that one-two punch. Uh, I- I'm confident in JJ. It's making sure there's a consistent two uh, in that punch that to make sure that, like, let's be honest, this pass rush they need to help the secondary some. Like they they that's 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 how you help it. We we don't need the secondary to be as good as it was uh, back when they were like leading the NCAA in receptions two seasons ago. But it can't be as bad as it was last year. If they can be somewhere in between and the pass rush gets a lot of help, uh, they can they can be a very good defense. Okay. I love hearing it. And Justin, I was kind of trying to play the not devil's advocate, but I didn't I, you know, I didn't love Roush's initial kind of report. Uh, but overall I just feel like the sentiment positive. Kentucky's got a lot of players, a lot of bodies. We don't know exactly how it's all gonna look on yep. both sides of the ball, but good. See, and that's my thing, is it's the end of March. Like, you, you don't have to feel good right now. You, we still have five, six months. Yeah. Like, y- you're going you're gonna to learn more about this team. It's going to – those positions are going to sure up. You'll feel more confident going into the season. But it's the end of March. Like, it, let, let it work out. Well, and one position that the Cats were trying – Justin, just so such a beautiful transition. You're so good at radio. One of those sure – trying to sure up one of those spots – is offensive line roush and mm-hmm. some bad news yesterday. Yeah, Tyler Steen's dad shared with uh, Alabama's rival site that he's going to make a decision before Monday of next week, which you know seems right. He took all of his visits, uh, but it will be between LSU, Virginia, and Alabama. Boo! Kentucky not in that top. That's three. the Vanderbilt transfer tackle that mm-hmm. UK was. Really hoping to land. He was starter in the SEC for several years. Seems like it was just going to be an easy slide over. Cats were going against some big boys there, but how does Virginia make the top three and not UK? His brother goes there. Give me a break. Yeah, and his brother just—he'll be a true freshman this but fall. So I, it's like you do oh. wonder like what happened on UK's visit that they can't even make the final list. There was one thing they said too about the, um, you know, his dad said something about the graduate programs there. You know, maybe he's a nerd. Like he went to Vandy for crying out loud, you yeah, know. But it's not like UK's U of the L, Alabama you know? thing. I don't understand. Like you have all these five star guys. Why? Like that's got to be Wolford just out of spite, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just but I don't know. They're Alabama for a reason, where they could take you know a three or four year starter from Vandy and say you may start. We don't know. You in on this? And they're like, yeah, gosh, can't can't wait. I'm in. Absolutely. I don't get it either, but they're Alabama. They do things the right way. They win a lot. They have a lot of national championships. But that's a a bummer, and I guess now is you just wait till spring practices are up and see who sees that position at UK and wants to go jump on it. uh, The the portal will be popping at the end of April, beginning of May. Yeah. Worst case, you may have to take a reach on a smaller school guy, but somebody will see an open position at an SEC school and say, I – UK's had such success at the offensive line. They've sent people to the pros at the offensive line. I need to capitalize on this possibility. It will happen. It just seemed like you had a pretty oh SEC. Oh, you're an SEC yeah. starter. You're familiar. You're big. You're physical. Let's bring you on in there. Not to be, and I do think it's pretty unfortunate UK couldn't make the final three there. But it is what it is. Now we back to the drawing board. 
for that position and again wait till after the spring games yeah and I and I do think it's something that you you should address in the portal because um Keontae Goodwin and DeAndre Buford were closer than I'd like them to be like that's not like a like I Keontae looked actually like when he was out there it was like oh he he looks like not a kid who showed up on campus a month ago yeah you know I mean and and I've seen him work out a ton. Haven't seen him in pads a ton, and like he's he's got good bend, good, like all of the stuff that we thought he would be as a recruit. Like you're like, oh yeah, like he's an athlete out there at left tackle, just a big enormous one, um, and he's also not like a hulky, bulky looking one. Like whenever you would see John Gruenschlager come in for field goal block, TJ, and it's just like you have this one dude who's like mm-hmm. a head taller than everybody. Like Keontae gets low, like he he plays with. Um, he he plays like a dude who's not uh, a foot taller than the guy he's going up against. Uh, but he's also a freshman who they're going to go after if he's put out there on that island. And I at, at times, I, you know, I, I just I saw some misses from Buford. I just did, and I I'd, I would have liked to see more from him. So I still think that's something you need to address in, in the transfer portal. Same same with cornerback. Where like Drew Phillips, he made a couple really good plays. But there's also a couple times where it was just like misassignment, like just went the wrong way. Like they, it was granted it was during a blitz period and they were doing some situational stuff. Um, that's probably why it was more sloppy because they were doing third down uh, kind of deal where it, it wasn't just basic offensive install. But there was just inconsistencies there, um, okay. and you know you expect that right now. But that that does lead me to believe like yeah, you don't want to take a risk there though. If you can go find somebody in the portal, go do it. Yeah, you may as well load up. That's yep. I agree. On the way into the studio today, listen to a little Nappy Roots. Made me think of old Vito. How's how's he doing? Any uh, updates? Saw him from, on crutches uh, yesterday. Did everything and, go well with surgery? And so I know they were waiting on surgery as of like last weekend. Yeah, I saw that. And I just didn't know if there was an update. I don't. I don't, I don't know if he's he's okay. gotten it or not. Okay. Um, so man, I, it just stinks. I, I, Vito, they have the same name, right? I'm not crazy. So he's Duh Vito. And his dad's just Vito, and he goes by Big V. Wait, is that his dad? His dad's Vito. His Big dad v. is Vito in the band. Mind blown. Okay, yeah. so I'd explain because I was. So talking, you'll hear like Vito Tisdale in some of his songs. Well, I was talking to not talking about the football player. I was talking to a coworker about Nappy Root. She went to school with one of them back in the day, um, and she was she brought up Vito, and I was like, or Devito, whatever his name is. I was like, wait, he plays football for UK. That's crazy. I'm, I'm glad yeah. we connected all the dots here. Oh, yeah, and it wild. was confusing. Very Kentucky that, like, oh, you got a Kentucky musical group, and there's a veto. And, oh, same veto that plays football. <laughs> for, they're, they're related. Yeah, well, it's very, very small town Kentucky. That's crazy. Whenever uh, the injury happened, it was like there was some Facebook post that each of them made. And, like, yeah, I couldn't figure out, wait, is it is DeVito the dad or the son? Like, it's like, which, Who, who's on first? Which one? Yeah, I was... <laughs> confused there for a moment. I um, still think we need Nappy Roots to do a show at the Krogue. Oh, definitely. Oh, I'm in. I love Nappy Roots. Although, who was the U of L band or rap group? The house is about to rock and we can't be stuck. Yeah. Like Code Red, maybe? Code Red, something like that. They had them perform, but they're not Nappy Roots, obviously. And credit to the U of L fans. They just booed them. They're just like, this is horrible. Like, yeah, that one song was kind of fun and cute, but we don't need you all doing like a halftime show. My big thing is, is like, I feel like the performing part, like it's, 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 it might be better quality recorded in the studio. Yeah, that was, that, that was really, I think, the biggest issues. One, like, 
Okay, they had one song about U of L that kind of U of L fans liked. We don't need them to do a performance for it. And secondly, rap performances are awkward. I mean, any performance, if you really break it down, like is a, somewhat awkward. Like the DJ sets, that might be the most awkward one with the dude just with headphones on, like and yeah. bobbing and like putting his hand up. Yeah, like yeah. To- totally agree. But just having bringing out this like little platform. To the middle Cardinal Field or Cardinal Stadium, Papa John's don't call call me Cardinal Stadium, and having them just like rap, but the they were lip singing too, like the music was off with like the audio, and yeah, they got rained down on booze. But but Nappy Roots would put on a good show; they'd get the people going. Like Waka Flocka last year, I, I I I wanted just a little bit more, but that was kind of the right. Like, like if he just would have done uh, Grove Street Party, it's a party. It's yeah. a party. Like if he would have just said that like four times in the microphone, I think that that's good. Like you, you, him just Agreed. being there and having the music playing was good enough pop, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think we're on I mean, the same page. People there. forget that that happened last year. Like Waka Flocka showed up in Kentucky beat Florida. That was freaking awesome. I think they were top 10 at the time too. Man, that was great. Well, we need to hit a break. And then switch gears. We Not that we were finished talking football. We will continue to talk football, but we need to talk about some other things. Uh, I'm very excited for something going on tonight, and it's not just Survivor. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. The McDonald's All-American yeah. game as well. So, Oh, and then uh, big news about a former Wildcat, too. Well, I don't know what this is yeah. about, so I'm excited to hear this as well. Don't go anywhere. Kentucky Roll Call is back on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Charlie, there is enough cough medicine in there to kill a gorilla. If you keep eating it, you're not going to last five minutes. With Walker and Roush. Bro, I can handle my sedatives. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on the Big X. Going to be beautiful today. Maybe a little windy, but if you're lined up the right position, maybe that can make your 205-yard drive, Justin, get up to 220. Wow. 220 is good. With the wind, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I would be more than happy with 220. It's going to be a really nice day today. Perfect day to get out there and use your Big X Sports Radio golf cart. Justin, tell them all about it. Oh yeah, it's a great deal. Under twenty five dollars a round for five of the best courses in this area. You've got Christmas Lake and in Santa Claus, Indiana, Old Capitol in Corden. You've got Jeffersonville Elks Valley View. And Chariot Run. Oh, oh, there we go. He got I, it. I just want to save it for last. But yeah, you can play all those courses for under $25 a round. Like I've said in the past, there is no better feeling than walking up to one of those clubhouses after you've got a tee time booked. You get that's to cut, the key. And you get to cut the line, too. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's in the fine yeah, print. It is in the fine print. But you hand them your golf card, and they're going to be like, oh, it's on the house today. It's great. It's just a great feeling. 
Man. And a cherry run, you get a bucket of range balls. How you about sure, that? You sure do. Cherry run, you feel like you're in the big leagues out there. And it's a tiny bit of a drive from Louisville, but it's a pretty drive. It's one of the rare pretty yeah. drives in Indiana. That road, they don't have too many of them. So that road was voted the most scenic road to drive in Indiana. That had to be. Yeah. I knew it. I, I knew it because I've, I've been all over Indiana. and Not a whole lot of scenic Not a whole drives. lot. The drive to Paoli is like semi-pretty. No. There, there are pretty aspects because you, you actually like go into a hill you yeah, go into the yeah, one hill true. that indiana yeah. has so <laughs> it's kind of nice um i'm guessing where nick vacationed by the great lakes there's some pretty places uh i just but know. even then it's like sand dunes it's the, like oh look there's sand yeah the the <laughs> drive from indy to south bend is bleak that I'm is sure. i don't think that one's winning any or like to M- muncie who bunch yeah. of you know, i actually don't know if i've ever been to muncie maybe one of the few places in indiana that oh muncie's a great time i have not been so, muncie is not very far from uh, brooks from, hometown uh, parks and rec it's probably only about like 35 40 minutes away okay um but they that's where bob ross shot all of his that's where bob ross did all his tv show and they oh, still really? have like a museum there well, so, so one day this summer like when we're up here we just got to have a day go, doing bob because like they'll you can go in there and make have your own Bob Ross painting and have like an instructor up there. So, got to got to do that. I just have to. Yeah, that would be be I, a lot of fun. Better than the train museum, I would think. Does everybody get wigs when they walk in? Oh, that, that even more fun. Yeah, yeah, it'd be great. Maybe like you just unbutton your shirt down a little <laughs> bit. Show, let the let the taco meat show a little bit. Um, that's exciting. You know what else is exciting, TJ? What's that? Uh, Kentucky might be getting a football commitment today. Oh, here you are just stealing where the direction of the show. I just I, I w- ask you normally if you have anything you want to bring up, and here you are barging in. That's fine. <laughs> I've I have read actually now that you bring it up, I have read about this. Yeah, Cameron Calhoun. He's a we we have varying degrees on his height. I saw six foot two and also five eleven and a half. But either way, he's a bigger cornerback who was first team all state in the state of Ohio last year. Um, he helped Winton Woods win a state championship. Winton Woods is a big-time school for UK. Mike Edwards is from there. Chris Oates is from there. They're also recruiting his teammate, a couple, like three or four of his teammates, uh, a sophomore offensive tackle that's enormous, Raphael Green, and his other cornerback right now, Jermaine Matthews. So uh, Calhoun's announcing today around noon. It's between Kentucky, West Virginia, Georgia Tech, and one of their school. But it, he, he was at UK two times in three days last week. Sounds like it's going to be the Cats. So, okay. Um, go ahead and, and keep your eyes out for that one. Name one more time for me. Cameron Calhoun. Because I don't think that was the player I was thinking of. Oh, interesting. Old Justin Rowland had another kid. Congrats to him. Yeah. But he, he put in a future cast for a wide receiver to UK. Was that the kid who visited yesterday from Springfield, maybe? Uh, I don't know. Anthony Some, Brown? Yeah, yeah, Anthony Brown. Yeah. That would be him. He's a four-star in at least one of the – one of those. Man, all-around good news there. One of those, yeah. yeah. UK athletics could use some good news. If football's got to carry the day, then so be it. I've got some other news that's – it's it's amusing on one hand. On the other hand, it's like, dude, why didn't you do this sooner? You know, remember a guy by the name of Joey Finstall? I do, yeah. I the, unfortunately, well, do remember that. This time last year, he was competing to be Kentucky's starting quarterback. Today, he is practicing wide receiver for UFC Black Knights. Yeah, the unfortunate not that I remember Joey Gatewood. It's that I remember that god-awful interview that you did with him yes i saw that good for him uh agreed we talked about this when the writing was on the wall at uk that i think you we could well if 
you know, we took the time or invested the effort, we could pull up an audio clip of me exactly saying you just for your football future, you need to switch position positions. Like if you want to do this down the road, if you want to play and get paid to do it, it's not going to be at the quarterback position. And he gave it a shot, although I don't know how much of See, a shot he actually even got. And that's the thing about this situation that annoyed me is it's like you, like what was Gus selling you that you bought that you fell for the second time around? Like Dylan Gabriel got hurt in the third game of the year, and you could have been the starter, and he still didn't make you the starting quarterback. You still had to do yeah. the bull crap where you come in and run running plays in short yard situations. Like, uh. I don't know why it took four years in three different schools for him to figure it out. Because here, the the, the the part of it for me, TJ, is like, look how well Isaiah Cummings did last year, kicking down. Like that flex tight end is a valuable position mm-hmm. in this offense, and it's more of a pro style offense. You might catch some passes for gut, but like Gus is doing like stuff they did in college ten years. Like that's it's a lot of sideline to sideline stuff. Not really vertical. Not what pro scouts are looking for. I just I I just wish he would have made like if he he could have actually really done something if he did this a year ago but now he's going into his fifth year he does have two years of eligibility I think to at least play this position um, so if all goes well he could still make the pro ranks but it's like man I, I I don't know why he was wasting his time well we wish him the best yeah and, we do we uh, do yeah I, I think everybody had that same thought and those same those same sentiments but. Just, uh, hey, remember that one day, though, that he was almost going to be the starter. He he was out playing Will Levis. Then I think like two days later, Will Levis was named the starter. Yeah, and then he transferred. So then he transferred. Yeah. You were talk- you, it, all, it all happened so quickly. You mentioned the fence tile interview, though. The most awkward interview ever was his media day interview this year, or last summer. It was like pretty clear oh, he yeah. was, he was not very gruntled. I remember. Not yeah. very gruntled at all. Uh, text into the Thornton's text line. Thornton's is a great way to start your day. Stop in today, get yourself a donut, some coffee, fresh fruit, whatever you may need. Thornton's will have it. They're on every corner. Go to a Thornton's and then send a text into the Thornton's text line. 502-414-1450. All right, uh, random thing, and then I have something I want to bring up. Okay. Justin, putting you on the spot. Ooh. How many players do you think are in the transfer portal? For basketball. Um, Oh, for basketball. I heard a couple days ago, it was like, wasn't it like 400-something, 452? At one point, if it's it's over that number, then at some point it was that number. So, yes, unless twins went in at the exact same time. Um, 453. Okay, wrong. (laughs) Roush? I'm going to say 888. Oh, Roush gets it. Nobody went over. Price is right style. 923. (sighs) That's close. Nine hundred and twenty. Man, only fifty off. Not too. I'm not too shabby. One hundred and seventy-two um, of those players have already transferred at some point in their college careers. Uh, like Adam Miller, that's, who that's is transferring from LSU, he's going to be kind of like Pinson. I bet they're going to get a waiver because their coach got fired. For they should. Uh, they were, if your coach gets fired, I think it should. Especially be, for NCAA cheating. If, if we're going to do this, if we're going to just try to make college basically free agency to some degree, then let's. Be fair on it. If if we give waivers because somebody's moving close to be near their family, then we need to give a waiver for a coach being fired. You're not, as much as some people are kind of blind to it, a 
majority of players, I would even say maybe up to 90% of players, aren't committing to universities. They're committing to coaches. You just saw Murray State's point guard follow, uh, what's his name, down to LSU? McMahon down to LSU, yeah. So uh, that happens, and I think that he should be able to transfer. That's going to be, UK fans are already debating, should should we want Adam Miller? Should he be a take for Kentucky? I would say pass just because coming off an injury, eh, you know, let's probably safer options out there. But then again, uh, these coaches know more about college basketball than I do. So if they deem him worthy to come in, then there's a reason why. But just my quick two cents on that. So we're back to they have to sit out a year if they transfer. And if, they already if, have. If they've already used their free transfer, yes, they're okay. supposed to sit That's out That's awesome. A year. But there's waivers yeah. that – and Right. I mean, we've, all, we've always had the waivers. I don't think you're going to see a play unless they just want to redshirt to get their body right, which you don't see so much of that anymore anyways. I don't think you're going to see too many players sit out right. a year, like even if they've already transferred. They'll find a waiver or they'll transfer to a place that can get them a waiver one way or another. So we, we'll see how that Is that, that part of the out. recruiting pitch now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, hey, we're close to home. It's going to be a no-brainer. You're going to be close to mom and dad. Boom, you got it. Oh, yeah. That's, and that's been a, a, a recruiting pitch for a while. Have Ever- you had any names uh, really pop for you, Mr. Sports Talker? No, uh, not uh, the the Texas Tech guy, Shannon. I would like him yeah. just because I, I like what he brings from a defensive standpoint, and he can knock down threes, which is always nice. Uh, I'm still intrigued by the one player that we talked about on Monday, the Illinois State guy. The uh, what can I think of his name? Well, anyways, the Illinois State guy. No. Yeah, I am. Um, I will say I, I am in the big majority that I'm. I'm out on Curbelo. Yeah, I'm out on Same. him. I think everybody is. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. I don't. Antonio Reeves. I don't know why I can't remember his name. Apologies to Antonio. I, I he's intriguing, but I'm more like kind of wait and see instead of like diving in on him. So right, right. Keep him at an arm's length. Uh, Pinson. Not crazy about. I don't get the Utah Valley guy. That UK supposedly is really honing in on. I know he was second in the nation in double doubles last year, just behind Oscar. But right. eh. he's kind of stiff. Yeah, like I know he's the big body that Cal likes, and he can block shots better than Oscar could. But eh. he was also doing that at what the West Coast Conference, exactly, or the WAC. I don't. I don't so I don't really get the appeal there. But then again, you know, these people know more than I do. But yeah, I'm so really the only one that I would say go ahead and. And lock in is Shannon. Besides that, you still you still have some teams playing. You still have some players trying to figure stuff out. You got some people wanting to finish their semester. Uh, there there will be bigger names. I promise you. Terrence Shannon feels like a big shot. I guarantee it. I bet he's got so many phone calls the last. Oh few yeah, days. it seems like it's just everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody wants him. So. Who who wouldn't want a guy that plays hard on the defensive end? I think he was 39 percent from three. Yeah, he's just a. a you can plug him in a lot of different roles, and he'll do a good job of them. So, understandably so, he would be near the top of my list. Seems like Illinois and Kentucky are are the schools maybe to beat for him. Uh, we'll talk more. Get your text in if you got any questions about that stuff or just comments. You all can tell us who UK is going to get because you know probably just as well as we do. So, uh, feel free, 502-414-1450. You all got to be watching the United States World Cup qualifying match tonight? 
Uh, if you said another one? if you said they're well, in, I'm not. No. So they, unless they were to lose by six goals, yeah. they're in. Yeah. No, I'm not. But tonight's right. the night. Tonight's you know tonight's the and, and also some other stuff could happen where they could still get in if they lost by six goals. But it, it's unlikely that that's going to happen. What if I told you all? And I didn't know this, I, or I had forgotten this. I guess I guess I didn't put two and two together. It would be the right way to phrase it. This will be the United States' last World Cup qualifying match for maybe seven years. Huh. Seven years. Seven? Why seven? Maybe six. But Oh, what, uh, if they like, go so far, then they're, they're automatically qualified for the next one? No, they, they're hosting with Mexico in 2026. Oh, yeah, so we don't Can't, get qualified. Wait, so ho- host Can't, nations get in? Canada, Mexico, yeah. <laughs> and the United States are all hosting. Yes! So Can't America. mess that one up. They are so the Concacaf's just like, well, what the hell are we going to do with all these games? They the 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 bid of Canada, Mexico, United States beat out the bid of Morocco. Oh. Poor Morocco, they're probably like, oh, we got to go up against those three together. <laughs> Shucks, we're just little Morocco. The vote actually wasn't like a runaway, believe it or not. But then again, Qatar is holding a World Cup, so we we know that. There's Speak. some shady business that goes on with those votes. Speaking of Qatar, I was looking into our SoundCloud statistics yesterday. We have 22 plays from Qatar. Love it. Nice. Shout out to the Qatarians. Like, I mean, who? I don't. That's just crazy to me. With somebody just random sitting in Qatar, like, hey, I need to check out Kentucky Roll Call. Yeah. So they they will automatically qualify, so they won't have to go through the qualification, which actually is going to kind of like stink a little bit. Like on the one hand, good. I'm glad we won't have to sweat it out because it seems like the last two go. Uh, the last two go-arounds we have, and one, to we sweated it out and did not make it, and the other one, hopefully today, you don't lose by six goals and you get in. But the World Cup qualifying, it makes you kind of care more about soccer in random times of the year, and I enjoy watching it. So a little bummed by that, but we'll be happy to be automatic, automatically qualified. People forget this. The next World Cup, the one after this one, the one that the United States, Mexico, and Canada will host, 48 teams. People forget that. Or didn't know what, that. What is it normally? 32. Mm. 32 oh. to 48. More the merrier. Is that like you a... You guys can't miss now. Is that a new thing moving forward or That's just new, for this one? New thing moving forward. Hmm. So they're going to do... right. Everybody familiar with how it goes right now? They've got the... Group They've got the group play. they got the four groups. Yeah. Or not the four groups. they got the four teams in the groups. And I guess what? They've got eight groups. Eight. Yeah, 16, 24, 32. Yeah. And then the top two from each group advance to the knockout stage. So they're going to have 48 teams. They're going to have 16 groups of three. Mm. Top two will advance to a 16-team knockout stage. Or a 32-team knockout stage, excuse me. A 32-team knockout stage? That's awesome. Oh, you think it's awesome? Yeah, I like it. Yeah, more yeah. area. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. The only thing I don't like, I don't like the three teams in a group. Too much Same. collusion. Yeah. You know, you get one match, and then the other team gets another match, and then based on goal differential, the two teams can be like, hey, we just tie. We're well, both it's, in. It's just not symmetrical. I don't like it. I don't like the three. You're going a different route with that. I just think that it allows for too much of like, hey, all you need is a tie. All we need is a tie. And then these jabronis are out. Let's just go out there and not get hurt. Well, and part of what makes groups great is you have the two games 
playing at the same time on the last day, the last oh, game. That is, that, it feels like a knockout yeah, stage. Exactly. In its own right. And it's like you can't scoreboard watch. That was so. part of the United States Algeria fun, too. Some of the other scores, I think, if I'm not, or did United States, was that just a sole thing? But yeah, you're right. Sometimes it matters with goals where yeah. it's like not only do you need to win, but you need to win by two. And so it takes away that drama. You do. You could still theoretically have some of that, but you're right. For the most part, it will, it will take it away. Yeah. It's the only thing I don't like about it. But the 32-team knockout stage, it will be fun. You guys are right. But anyways, last World Cup qualifying game for a very long time for the United States. We'll be in our late 30s next time the United States plays a World Cup. Means I'll be in my 40s. Gosh, that's sad to... Um, Elsewhere? I guess. But they play Costa Rica. It should be a good match. I think the United States just is likely to win. I'm more fired up for some other kind of obscure sports news. And I don't even say obscure sports news. Go on. Tiger playing a practice round at Augusta National? Yeah, I just... Should I get my hopes up? No. No, oh, come on. He can play the Masters. He can win it. Just keep... Win just, it all. Just, just... Even if he does like the tee, like he should... Like, how come Tiger isn't doing the first tee off with Gary Player in them now? Is it because well, he's not because, old enough yet? Well, it's just like you don't also want to patronize him. Like, he wants to probably get back someday and win tournaments. Mm-hmm. I get I your your like heart in theory, is in the right place. In you're not theory, trying to though, insult Can't him. those people also technically win the tournament if they play well? No. Rouse is trying to build the statue Ceremonial. before the coach is gone. They're not actually in the tournament. They're not. No. They should be. No. Do I they think, even I mean, play? I, the, I know. I know. Like Jack in his older, like he's not playing the round. He's just teeing off. But like Gary plays the whole eighteen, right? I'm not a hundred percent sure. I didn't think so. Uh. I, I, they, was, they, I, did, I did not think so. I mean, at some point they did, obviously, and at some point they stopped. But right, right, pretty right. sure I they don't do know the when, that, when those when that happened. But yeah, they just I think I'm pretty sure here. those guys do the par three challenge, but they won't do the full correct deal. Yeah, man, it'd be awesome though. Speaking of awesome, what a life Get for what a life there. it is to be Charlie Woods playing golf with Tiger Woods and Justin Thomas yesterday on Augusta National. What, yeah. a, what a life! But that's also like a. Kid lives a different life than yeah, yeah. That that he won't even probably remember that. That's you know? crazy. Like that that will get lost in his in his brain of memories just because he'll have so many other unbelievable memories. Um, and he will be a very good golfer Man. too. Especially like like because he's already pretty darn good. He's going to face some pressure. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Living up to Ooh. being Tiger Woods' kid, that ain't w- easy. Wacky Wednesday thought, actually, thought on just – isn't pressure just like a made-up concept, though? Well, it's intangible. Like, it's artificially – if, if you don't want pressure, can't you just be like, I don't really feel pressure? You can say that, but, like, emotions – But some people probably don't. hard to bury. Some people Maybe don't Maybe the Woodses are just wired to not have emotions. Well, and a lot of, a lot of experience – you need experience dealing with pressure to not feel the pressure. I don't think it's something you can just turn on and off. I think it is. I don't. I think it could be a mind over matter I mean, situation. When I, when I first started broadcasting, I would my heart would pound through my chest before I called a game. Now I'll sit in a press box and my heart does nothing. Like, well, I hope it's doing something. Well, I mean, it be, beats a little bit, but I'm I'm not like nervous anymore. So because I've dealt with that situation so many times, yeah. So but, the pressure's gone. Sure, but I'm sure there's also some other people that are just like, yeah, okay. Why would I get nervous about this? I'm calling a game. Let's yeah. just go ahead and. Get it over with. Uh, but yes, you're right. Anyways, so, it's a wacky win. It was a wacky no, no, win. But, but I, I do it. think, in, like to Justin's point, though, uh, we are going to make a bigger deal out of it than what he will because he's just, that's all he's ever known is being Tiger Woods' kid True. and the expectations that come with it. So 
I think, yeah, to an extent, you're correct, TJ. Well, um, and I think it, most of it comes down to the individual and how come, like, some people probably like having some pressure put on them because it, it gets them in the zone, you know? Sure. Gets yeah. them on their toes. And they know it's a big event. They know it's a big game, big match, whatever it may be. And the reason we can't get too excited about Tiger Roush is because I'm I, I'm keeping expectations pretty low. I just want one more competitive. I'll settle for tournament. I won't even say major. I just want one more. If we have Tiger, even if it, I don't care what it could be. It could just be some random John Genesis Deere classic Open. or Genesis Open, whatever. If he is Sunday, he's got a shot at it. That will be really like if he that would feel like Tiger's got one more punch left left in him. And if your expectation for the Lock Lachlan McLeans out there in the world is like, well, he's not going to win another major, dude. He's super old as is. Even if he hadn't had a career full of injuries, right, right. Like, but to come back from this one, an accident that most people were like, how did he even live through that? At his age, if he Seriously. ever wins one more tournament, then I mean the debate's already over. He's the greatest. He's not going to probably he, he will not reach the majors record, which is unfortunate. But I don't think anybody believes if he stayed healthy that that he wouldn't have crushed that record. But neither here nor there. Still the greatest golfer of all time. I just that's why I'm not going to get my hopes up, Roush, over this is because I've got bigger things in mind. But I don't think he's all that close to it. The like question, I think he's probably still a year away. The question is not if it's when. Tiger will win another tournament. Uh, I love it, Justin. I hope you're right, buddy. God, that makes golf a lot awesome. more fun. Ooh, I've got like a really we gotta go to a break, but I've got I, I think the Masters as a whole is pretty overrated. Oh. Wow. That's th- a hot take. Yeah, and, and there's a pretty simple reason why. I'll tell you when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Caleb. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Let me get a sip of water. Yeah, go go ahead. Um, And I'll tell you all about the podcast. If you missed hour number one... Go back to iHeart, Apple, wherever you get your podcast to find the Kentucky Roll Call podcast. It's brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. It's delightful. Makes you feel better. All natural CBD products. They're extra strength gummies. Really hit spot. This is a good reminder for me that I need to re-up. Time to get some more Cornbread Hemp running low. Uh, yeah, I do too. But the CBD, just outstanding. Help you get a good night's sleep. Um, or help with that nagging back pain. Um, those extra strength gummies have 50 milligrams of CBD and two of THC just to really pack a punch. So try some today. Use the promo code BIGX at checkout and you'll get 30% off at cornbreadhemp.com. That's promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com. Everybody watched the McDonald's All-American game last night? No. Mm. No, me neither. I wouldn't even watch it back when I would cover I, I so. was... When Definitely I woke not up, watching it now. I woke up this morning. I was like, maybe I should watch the highlights of that All American game because I figured you all would have watched it. But glad to hear you didn't. No, I, I I did watch the highlights 
Cason Wallace struggled shooting a little bit. Chris Livingston was good, but it's a meaningless all-star. Livingston was one of seven from the free throw line. Oh, no, really? Not great. Not great. Oh, boy. They said if he would have hit them all, he would have maybe got the MVP nod. I could see that. His other numbers were impressive otherwise, and his shooting numbers were fine. Ooh, one of seven in an all-star game free throws. That's that's rough. That's got to get better. That's going to – Probably won't get better fast enough, but okay. Well, I mean, it's an all star game. It's an all star game, but still. One thing, Cal, you can't, Cal's not going to be able to play dudes in crunch time if they can't hit free throws. Too many seasons just down the drain due right. to poor free throw they shooting. Just, they just need a few games in Kentucky's system and the pressure will go away. Well, you know what? <laughs> Brings us back to an hour one conversation. That was a really, really good time. Uh, get your text in, 502-414-1450. Cason Wallace sh- struggled shooting a little bit, but I wouldn't worry about him. Livingston was the one coming in that I'm not as probably pumped up about. I'm very excited about Wallace. But I th- I, Livingston, I think it's kind of a playing with house money. If he ends up being a lottery pick good or first round good, then that's going to work itself out. If not, I think UK is probably going to be okay at his positions and doing the things that he can do. So either he shines and boom, that's great because you probably have an NBA player there playing, getting minutes, starting, whatever it may be. If not, whether it's Toppin or Collins or some of the other options, I know Livingston could play maybe more of a three. I think somewhere he said he was a two. No thank you. Uh, but even at a three position, I think Kentucky will will have some options there. So uh, good. All around good stuff from the All-Star game. Those games are so boring to watch. Hey, I can't. Can't do it. The right. practice is much more fruitful, worthwhile. So those reports of both those guys doing pretty well at the practices, that means a lot more yeah. than any numbers yeah. in the All-Star Definitely. game. Although the free throw shooting, yeah, I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, Justin, what the hell? Why did you tell us? Just let me live in the dark. My bad. Um, Ned, you'll never see that again out of him. I can't live in the dark. <laughs> I need to know why TJ thinks the Masters yeah, is over. Yeah, same. Okay. What the hell, man? What the hell? So there's really one simple reason. There's there's multiple reasons, but there's one that cannot be disputed. I, and I you think I know the reason. You know, is. you know what it is. It's the media coverage. It, it, you, how can something be such an amazing event and you hardly show the first two days on TV? And like the way that like, really ESPN, any of the days. ESPN has been advertising that three hour window of coverage for months. Like what? You're not even giving us the whole the whole poobah? And like, in in the worst part of it too, TJ is. You, even if you have ESPN Plus, I don't think you can see like all the action. It's only like featured groups and like aim in corner or something. There's like nothing that. like just the normal coverage yeah. where they yeah. like jump you around to that. Yeah, you can get you can get aim in corner. You can follow the feature group along those lines, but it's not just like normal golf coverage where you show us good shots throughout the course. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. So you can't have players. this. Can't be the biggest golf event of the uh, on the calendar when hardly. The first two days are broadcasted. It's a joke. It needs to change. We complain about it every single year. Nothing ever gets done about it. And rinse, repeat. The sights and the sounds are all beautiful. But also, Augusta just kind of gets, seems like it's getting a little easier. Oh. The course ain't winning as much. Wow. Really sticking it to the course <laughs> there. I, I think that some of these other majors that go to other courses, 
you have a, hey, you know what? This person's been in a little bit of a slump, but this style of course, oh, it's his home course. It's made for him. Let's see if he can break out. That's always a fun narrative. Or this guy's been on fire. He's going to his worst nightmare of a course. Who's going to win out here? And it's really fun when you see the course win. Masters, it's just like, Hey, everybody's gonna shoot pretty well. Yeah, who just yeah. shoots? The, We're not getting the, any like plus two winners at the no, Masters. No, who's gonna shoot the most? Most well. Well, is, wasn't it when we were like kids? It was like that though. It was a little tougher. Low yeah. score and the greens were super fast. You couldn't get anything to stick on the greens. Yeah, uh, now, I agree. Have, uh, our our boy Fleener on again. He remember he told us about just how hilly the course yeah, was, and nobody yeah. really knows that about Augusta. Yeah. And that started looking out for it on some of their shots, their camera shots. And you do notice it more once you kind of keep an eye on it. Uh, hilly course. But I just, I, I, it's great. I love it. I look forward to it. But it's generally not the best major of the year or the most exciting. But it is the first, and people get fired up for it. I think the one thing that you could also say, suck it, Masters, like the players should be a major, but the Masters it can't have – anybody stepping on its integrity and being the first major of the year. They can't pass that baton off to somebody else. They'll lose their damn minds. They can be the first of the spring. Like, they can be the, hey, it's... Magnolias. All that's left is baseball for you, suckers. (laughs) They'll always have that. Yeah. April 7th, next week. Right? Yep. Or is it the week after? No, it's a week after the Final Four, which... Man, just having people talk about the Final Four. Yeah, so Final really, Four. Really just want to be. You, you got to, it's got to be Kansas or Villanova, folks. It's got to gotta be. And it's not going to, like, Villanova is not going to be able to win with five dudes and Justin Moore out or whatever. That's his name, right? Yeah, and I, I agree with you. That being said, whatever. If it's Villanova in that championship game, go Wildcats, Cats by 90. But they're probably losing. But it's got to be somebody on – if it if that means Kansas, then it's got to be Kansas, folks. They only have three national championships. We can give them another one. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Who cares? And all-time wins, if, if we're one behind, two behind, three or four, that's fine. We'll we'll get it in due time. Don't you worry. We If, if that means we gave them six – how many would that mean just in postseason play alone? They got three in the Big 12 tournament, six in March. We got So it'd be nine postseason wins two to one. one. Yeah, Yeah. okay. That's a good way to make up wins on somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. Not ideal situation for the Cats. This whole March has been a disaster. But if you're – it's just got to be whoever's on that right side of the bracket. If it's Villanova, that's fine. I agree with Roush. I don't think they would have the horses to be able to get it done. If it's Kansas, that's going to suck. But they're going to be dealing with a mess on their hand. And that'll be kind of funny if the national champion, again, has a big scandal going on and all that sort of stuff. Speaking of scandals, did you see the bipartisan bill, legislation, plan, whatever you want to call it? Did you see that? Did you see that? Did you hear about this? I, You're not really answering. I think so. <laughs> Are you talking about sports gambling? No. I'm no, not, because I, I would have said sports gambling. I don't know what you're talking about. Though. They some legislators came with they wanna they wanna tell the NCAA that you only get eight months to finish an investigation. You only you can only investigate things that happen within two years. Oh yeah. That did I'm, you see I'm, all that? I didn't see that, but I'm totally up for that. Like because it's it's lack of due process. 
Like you should. They don't have... want any confidential sources being used by the NCAA anymore. I want to be able to find the tweet, but you know, probably won't. The be biggest thing is it just like just use some do like. Well, why things should not take this long? You should not be able to have four different coaches while you're still being investigated for one thing. Here, I got it. Here, this is from Ross Dellinger. Do 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 do. Uh, there's so a bill, bipartisan bill, seeks to overhaul NCAA infractions process. Require NCAA investigations being completed in eight months. Prohibit NCAA punishing schools for violations two-plus years old. Prohibits NCAA from using confidential sources. Requires the NCAA submit annual reports to the U.S. Attorney General. Oh, because the U.S. government will make sure everything's better. All that being said, I don't hate some of this. I, I think the NCAA should get a year to do their investigations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, eight months, like, you know, eight months, I guess they're just trying to keep it within like a school year timeline with that. But uh, they, you know, they, they're they they're overseeing over a thousand universities, at least, you know, just from a D1 standpoint, at least, you know, 300, 400. So it, there's a lot to take in there. It's not as easy as as they make it out to be. All that being said, though, the NCAA does make a ton of money. So if you need to hire more people, then good, go ahead and do yeah. that. Be nice, uh, nice for the economy, if nothing else. Uh, the two year violation thing, hate it. Honestly, you you hate it. I'm hate I'm uh, it. I'm okay with that for the most part. That's I mean that's just if you're able to hide something for two years. I mean you, I think I just feel like that's a loophole to get away with a lot of stuff. I mean, they don't have the same power as like uh, prosecuting law enforcement agency, but I mean, if you can't fi- if you can't find the skeletons in the closet after almost a year, then are you ever going to find them? Well, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of situations. Yeah, I mean, the Katina Powell stuff, I think, would have been. Yeah, that would have been past two years. Yeah. Hmm. Which you could also make the case should maybe they that should have just been nothing at that point. I I would I'd probably go three years, and I'd also say just so everybody is aware, this does criminal activity is can, can be okay. Yeah, you, you know that you can make obsession if you pay to if you pay to recruit. That's one thing. If you covered up, you know. Some really terrible stuff or, within a program, you know, yeah. then that's a different animal. We can we can we can dig back into that. Okay, so I, I don't think that I I like I like that they're thinking. Yes, I think they're on to some stuff here. Now, why the U.S. government is doing this? Right, it is what it is, but something to keep an eye on. Yeah, getting the U.S. government just involved in anything. You're just like, eh. But, hey, anything to just get these NCAA investigate. Like, how long has Kansas has taken? Has UofL's taken? Like, it's just, come on, enough's enough. They they do. It, it is entirely too long. I do agree with that. But they do. they will take some time. It's not just like, oh, you did this, you did that, we feel like you did that. Okay, we're giving you that penalty. You know, you got to research all the stuff, and then the schools will send their responses, and then you need to actually research their responses if you're doing your jobs. And it does take time, but this is entirely too long. I do agree on that. Yeah. Let's speed up the process, folks. Let's speed up the text line, folks. How about we do that? 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. And a texter says, somebody gave you bad info. 
I know a little, but enough to know that the Smiths have talked about being in an open marriage. They both are with others. <laughs> That's not <laughs> what that says. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Smack talk. Uh, people still doing that? People are still doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Same. Pretty quickly. It was a fun, that was a fun, like, 12 hours on the internet, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I'm glad Will Smith is rightfully getting crushed. Yeah, it was definitely real, looking back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nah, I'm still not 100% <laughs> no? sure. The only reason I don't know if it's real is because, like, dude should be in jail. Well, he didn't press charges. I don't care. That's how it works. It's, uh, you don't have to press yeah. charges. Yeah, you do. No, I mean, on public TV, you just assaulted an entertainer. But yeah, the but if the entertainer don't, you don't have to have them press charges. You assaulted somebody. I watched The Office, and <laughs> I know that Michael had the choice to press charges if he wanted to or not. In some instances, somebody has to press a charge. But if a cop sees somebody go up to somebody and hit them, yeah, but they don't not need everybody... to go up to the person and be like, "Hey, it, it, it not was not everybody who gets." Punched in the face in a bar fight, or punches somebody in the face in a bar fight, is getting charged with assault, even if they saw. Cor- correct, you're you're right. Not every single time that happens. In this instance, I think it probably should happen, uh, just because you don't like the entertainment presented to you. You're not allowed to go hit them in the face. <laughs> That's Seems true. Like a pretty basic principle, and if you're even if you're rich enough, you're not allowed to do that. So there needs to be repercussions if it's real, and that's why the fact that like literally nothing has happened, and I get it, he didn't want to press charges, but still at some point um, there needs to be a consequence for that I, and the, not a standing ovation as you go up there and talk about how much you need the world needs more love. If I was Chris Rock, I would press charges just because he slapped me. Like if, if you're really that mad at me, punch me. You know, Don't slap me. The disrespect on a slap. Is, is- I'd, I'd sue him. <laughs> yeah, but I think the tertiary, like the content and the ticket sales, are going to. No, I just make up for it. as much money as I possibly could get, and then just be like, "All right, well, you know, I'm going to take all your yeah, money, and I'd I will continue to make that. jokes about your wife and anything else I see." See, that's the thing funny. is like what he really should have done is just made another joke about his wife. Man, that would have been awesome. Yeah, like that because like it's sticks and stones, you know, like uh, something like I bet she slaps harder than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. G.I. Jane, Jane could have hit harder than that. Oh, it would have been a good yeah, one. Yeah, it would have been a great one. <laughs> we really would. Uh, Texter says, the other radio show continues to ask if Cal will change without mentioning what he should change or if it's even necessary. I guess saying the tournament is random and sometimes you get upset doesn't generate enough conversation. That's between you and that other radio show, though, you know? Yeah. And like, and, and there's a general sentiment around the Big Blue Nation that things need to be changed, and it's mostly just like that's a really dumb sentiment. But like, we're just like we're angry. Change, change to not losing in the first round. It's really what all this is is just a bunch of angry adult babies just wanting to vent, and that's to some degree that's we'll fandom. Hear, we'll, we'll, yeah, it is fandom, and we'll hear it out to some degree. But we're also not going to. We're not going to let it cross that line of stupidity, or at least not without calling it out. And we have done that. A texter says, oh, this is a long one. Oh, it is. The smack heard around the world put eyes on an event most folks don't care about anymore. It got folks talking, again, about a guy going through tough times in his marriage and leaves the door open to the closet he's been hiding in and can finally join his son or whatever they claim to be in conclusion. Will can be the victim. Also gets people not talking about the fake war on between 
Nazis and the bad guys. After all, Zelensky did want to speak at an event on the night actors get awards for cough acting. It's all just a big conspiracy theory until it isn't. What is that? Man, this person. That was a lot. Yeah. Wacky Wednesday, though, you know? Yeah, that was a real wacky idea. So you mean the guy wanted to speak to a large television audience about the war he's in? If he was zooming I mean, in, I'm like, sure he has been somewhat romanticized to some de- to some degree, um, just because like people are just commenting on what he wears all the time. Like that's just why we, he's in a war. And why are we doing that to begin? Ooh, they're with? commenting on what Putin wears too. He's wearing like Italian stuff. Very anti. He must hate Russians if he's not wearing Russian clothes. Uh, are the people actually doing that? Oh no, yeah, I, I read an article. It was like comparing wartime outfits, and they even compared like what um, folks back in World War II wore, like. To make them look more See, like of the people. This is like the most American thing in the world. Yeah, like, but no, but images are like your your public image during wartime. Like that's part of it. I like d- they usually I, I have strongly people. Strongly disagree. Zelensky's city is getting bombed, or all around his city is getting bombed. I don't care if he doesn't have a tie on, and I also don't think he's hot by wearing like a button down like shirt. War flax, uh, like he's in yeah. war. Like his life is on the line. His people's lives are on the well, line. But people I think, are being slaughtered for doing nothing. Like I'm not so well, focused on if his hair looks good. Yeah, but I don't think that's the criticism. I think they're like saying. They're romanticizing what he wears because he's wearing like bulletproof vests, and he's he's like he's like, given the appearance. It's like the general yeah, who's think, not like who's on the battlefield. You, it's good for morale. I think we are like, splitting that's hairs. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I, I, there's a difference between an like, inspir- inspiring high. your people yeah. versus like the view. You know. Yes. Yes. They're, they're, oh, dad. But- dad bod for Zelensky. I don't know if they actually talked about oh, that. Oh, but I on would. That sounds like you know. Yeah. We could produce that show. <laughs> yeah. What what a weird way. What a weird avenue we just went down there. there <laughs> we really quickly. did. But, hey, I, it's, but it's there Wednesday. is this weird sense. There and, and I, I I think it's people more on the right that like are sympathetic to Russians and like it's not so cut and dry as the media portrays. I think the media is a joke and I think misguides and misinforms people all the time. Uh, the situation in Ukraine is very real. <laughs> like uh, that is not that is not uh, misinformation or over exaggeration. Uh, just Russia is invading Ukraine and while, killing people. While we're going down this weird path, did you see the story of the photo AP photojournalist getting out of Ukraine? No, I did not. I don't think so. It is. It, it was. It's an Associated Press. Um, it's like we were on a list and we had to get out. They were in Mariupol, the town oh, yeah. that they've just Jeez. shelled all to hell, and. You know, like Russians, Russia's committed a lot of war crimes. Like they're just bombing residents and like mm-hmm. hospitals and stuff like that. Doesn't look good. And they were the last people in there, like sharing images of the world. And Russia was trying to say that it was like fake news. Like you know, they're propaganda. They're mm. big on propaganda over there. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Everywhere. Right, but that yeah, true. But the story, just like this firsthand account of like, okay, we they. We had to get out of because the Russians were actively looking for us and had like snipers on roofs and like it's. That's terrifying. I mean, yeah, yeah. Between I mean, and there's, that been, and there's been there's been at least a few media members that have died over there just going over oh, there to yeah, do their job. Yeah. It's very real. And there was there was one other story that was interesting too. Um, apparently, Russia's not using encrypted radio stuff, so to communicate with one another. And like the New York Times clipped some of it in certain areas and like and was able to verify based on like satellite images. Like, okay, this is actual stuff. Yeah. 
the thing that I love is that there's people who operate ham radios in Ukraine, like just making fun of them and like distorting their signals just to mess with them. That's great. Yeah. 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 I'm, so, I'm, I'm all for that. I love the videos of just like Ukrainian citizens just like stealing a tank and taking it. <laughs> and um, it has seemed like an, a sloppy operation for Russia. But this is where you come, this is why you listen to Kentucky Roll Call, is for global affairs, international yeah. wars. Get it all. And wacky idea Wednesday text. Uh, speaking of an international, Robert, I was in Costa Rica on a mission trip during the 2010 World Cup. We watched at a local restaurant, maybe 20 of us, and maybe 50 to 60 locals in the village. When Landon Donovan scored that goal against Algeria, everyone went nuts chanting USA. One of the most exciting moments oh, of my man, life. man, that's so great. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm envious of you, Robert. That's like a sports moment that's just never getting replicated ever again. It, it was quite literally unreal, just the way it all unfolded. Like, video game-esque, seemed fake. Right when you were about ready to give up hope, the face of USA soccer for a decade at that point just well, saves the day. And and then what, we go the, on to the, lose to Ghana? I think the thing that is, <laughs> like, I think the appealing part about the World Cup, though, TJ, is that it's oh. the one time the U.S. is the underdog, and we can really play up that kind of role. And you're on the stage with every like that. I think that's why the qualifiers don't get it, me because like we play those teams all the time and like all like the the made up gold not the gold cup we made up some tournament that we won and we, it was just like let's beat Mexico a bunch of times. Yeah, it's the gold cup. No, there was another one. There's oh. like Concacaf. That is something. the gold cup. Yeah. Anyways, e- either way, it's the world stage and getting casual folks to like cheer for the big bad Americans. That that's awesome. That is it sounds like an awesome memory. Uh, by the way, did you all see that Senegal-Egypt match yesterday? I actually <laughs> turned laser. it on in my office just because like, there, there were multiple games going on yesterday. Winner is in, loser is out. I just think that is so much drama. I mean, you've been waiting for a World Cup for four years, and it comes down to this one match. And Egypt playing at Senegal – and lasers all throughout the stands, and they were just shining them on Egypt, Egyptian players all throughout the match. Oh, there was multiple. Uh, lasers? Yeah, I, I only oh, no, saw I mean, one. The, I would guess that there was probably, if I honestly was guessing, anywhere from 300 to 500 people holding <laughs> lasers throughout <laughs> oh the stands. Maybe more than that. So, like, oh. any Egyptian player anywhere on the field was having lasers in their eye. The goalie was having it in their eyes the entire match. They were even doing it on injured players, whether, you know, soccer injuries sometimes – Fake, right, sometimes right. just needing a breather, other times real. There was a couple times where they had to drag a dude off the field. And like while they were being dragged off the field, just lasers all throughout his face. Jeez. And I, do, I, I get it. Like you can't kick out 500 people and you don't really – like the camera caught a few doing it and they were like super sneaky and sly about it. And also nobody was sitting. Like everybody's standing. You don't – like you weren't going to catch these people. I don't know why they just didn't say, listen, we are not playing this match until you all stop. And if you all don't stop, we'll kick all the fans out and finish the match. Well, that's kind of how – isn't that what they typically do for uh, – like if if people start – like fans start doing racist stuff, they'll like have yes. a match without fans in the stands? Yeah, and, and they're going to get punished, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll get like a next World Cup qualifying. They'll get a ban on fans and stands or something like that. They did that to Mexico for, I think, doing some slurs. Um, so did Senegal win? Senegal won in PKs. That is BS. And they won in PKs, and you, there's the video going around where it was basically the game deciding PK, and this Egyptian player, I think Salah, Salah, I think it's one of the better oh, okay. players yeah. like in the world. Oh, Mo Salah? I yeah. think so, yeah. And it's just like he is 
very clearly like rattled by all the lasers, but like he'll close his eyes for a second and like it's just nothing but lasers. And then he goes up there and kicks it and shanks it a million feet into the oh, sand. How does man. the referee not do anything about that? Again, I guess they just feel like there's nothing they could do, but I, w- I would just have to kick the fans out. Jeez. I'd give them one warning and be like, listen, we're stopping the match if you all don't stop doing the lasers. I but say they you, were everywhere. I say you kick Senegal out, let Egypt in. And then another match came oh down. Oh, my God. Very... His face is Oh, just... yeah, you found it. Yeah, it looks like um, it looks like uh, somebody photoshopped slime onto his face in, like, it the MVP game. It really does. It looks like it's, it's not – it doesn't even look real. There's so many lasers on that dude's face. And, like, I never really bought into the fact that the laser is going to, like, make you lose your eyesight, although I don't want one pointing into my eye any- either. But this clearly is having... That is ridiculous. The re- I mean, the referee's standing right next to him. Yeah. The hell? <laughs> oh, my God. This is insanity. I'm, I'm way more mad than I should be at And this. there was a Ghana-Nigeria game that was exciting. Ghana won. So I mean, they're playing in a rave. Oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> it's insanity. <laughs> All the entire game, the entire oh, game, man. it was like that, uh, which just I couldn't even imagine. Let's see. He's like one Portugal of the best beat North Macedonia. Um, North Macedonia eliminated Italy. We talked right, about right. that. They had to beat Portugal. It would have been like a huge Cinderella story. They lost them. So Portugal back to the World Cup. <laughs> Feel like Portugal is going to be in our group. They draw on that on Friday. I cannot wait. Unless we lost by six goals tonight. And they were throwing very much could wait. They were throwing water bottles and stuff at him as he walked off the field, too. It's rough. That's rough. All right, you want to head to our last break? Yeah, soccer fans are crazy. They really are. We'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X. Is it Friday? Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. I'm an early bird and I'm a night owl. So I'm wise and I have worms. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. One final segment. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. The wife's office tomorrow having a big Salsaritas Fiesta. Said everybody at the office has been talking about it all week. Thursday's big salsaritas party. Oh man! So I was having a discussion with my wife last night about salsaritas, and we had our own personal outrage at a friend who works in healthcare, and they get lunch brought to them all the time, and she was complaining about getting salsaritas all the time. It's like, what is? Are you ill? Are you sick? Yeah. There's no such thing as too much salsaritas. No, there there is. There is no such thing. It does not exist. You can't have enough of it. They're getting it catered. You can do the same for your office, your work group, your work outing, yeah. whatever it may be. They'll bring it to you wherever you are. You can do it all online on the app, too, which makes it Very so much convenient. more convenient and yeah. easy as well. You're you going to love doing it. tacos out of it. You can turn it into a little rice bowl, mm-hmm. burrito bowl, salad, whatever. And it's something for everybody. I think at a workout, Ian, you can get to know somebody based on what they what their plate looks like, you know? Like, did they just go one kind of measly, weak, weak, no confidence taco? Yeah. If so, that person's shy. You may want to op- you may want to get to know them a little bit more. I'm uh, know that you need to put a little bit more time in talking to them. I'm more of the uh, like if you don't you like 
because the the trick is you got to put some queso on. Like it's not just for chips. You got to put queso on the taco too. So like if you're gonna just sprinkle, like I you can do both. But I I I get the the head nod from somebody who, whenever I see somebody put their queso on their taco, like this this guy this sure. guy or gal gets yeah it. you 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 learn something. Somebody has a plate that's just loaded to the max. He or she you you kind of. You, you tip your cap to them, and, but you watch out for them. They may be gunning for you. They don't mess around. So you can have Salseritas at your function. Download the app today. Order online. They make it easy. You can plan it several days in advance if you need to. You can plan it for this afternoon if you need to. They work quick at Salseritas, two locations in the Louisville Middletown and St. Matthews. Check them out today. All right, let's get back to this Thornton's text line. Thornton's, you'll save money each and every time you go to the pump. That matters, especially with gas prices these days. It adds up in a big way at Thornton's. Download the app, become a refreshing rewards member ASAP. Skang gang is just toot tooting the skang train. Get in, loser. We're going to Cat City, a.k.a. Skang Lana. You did a great job reading that. Love that text. Yeah. I love it so much. Uh, another texter says, we have to consider that we need to replace at least four guards, and we only have one coming in. I had two, right? Livingston and... Ken- well, again, and- I consider Livingston... Really, you would... Yeah, three, yeah. hybrid four. I do not want him being three, hybrid two. Gotcha. If you're bringing in Reeves to replace Mintz, great. If you're bringing him in to replace Tata, not so great. I do think you have to basically include... Frederick as somebody coming in. I mean, yeah, you, will, yeah. you will get him. He is somebody that you did not have last year. So there's one, and they will be bringing people in. You bet your sweet buns they will be, and I'm excited about some of the options. But I, I, I do, Texter, I, ultimately I do agree with you. It, it matters if you're telling if you're bringing in Reeves to do Mints, I think that's an upgrade. By the way, Mints is going to play in that college All-Star game that yeah. Sunday down in New Orleans. Yeah, and uh, I think, I think Ryan Howard. I think Fulkerson's playing in that game too. Oh God, Mint's got to do like a really dramatic flop, even if they're on the same team or something. Yeah, yeah, like going for a high five. Oh, it'd be hilarious. Oh my hand. Yeah, yeah like, he like falls down. Oh, no, that'd be great. It'd be good stuff. Oh, Although yeah. I'm, are you gonna watch it? Yeah, probably a Sunday. If I'm if I'm doing something else, no. If I'm not doing anything and remember that it's on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not appointment TV. That college all star game. What's the weather look like on Sunday? That that could be a big yeah, factor. See, my mind, today. my mindset goes to can I bet on it? Oh yeah. Well, you know, not here in Kentucky. Idiots, <laughs> idiots. Every one of them needs to be voted out, but we don't know exactly who they are because they hide and protect them. Yeah, it's um, but oh, we'll f- their religion is get them, get them all pro out. Horse racing and drinking bourbon, but anti marijuana and sports gambling. You don't even hear when these goobers are even up for election just because they want it to be quiet, just because they know that the rural people are in their areas are going to keep voting for them, unless people can make a big stink about it. Which we need to uh, make a big stink about it. Mints and Folky, different teams, by the way. Oh, great. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mints, go dunk on them. Oh, yeah. Tell them to take out your suck it. What a disaster. What a disaster of a march it has been. So, some good news in basketball would go a long way. Uh, your boy Jack and Travis Graff are saying, hey, the sharp stuff, not as done as a deal as people think. That's, uh, they both are cautioning that they think he's still going to go. That needs to be stated. But they are. They have optimism, a little thing in the sharp situation I sure as poop don't have. Well, and 
I think their optimism is that NBA teams aren't as bullish as mock draft guys as far as when he would be taken. I mean, realistically, that probably should be the case. Like, and that's another thing I'm saying with Kentucky fans, too, is when everybody's going to freak out not having Sharp, I get it. It's just like any other five-star recruit. But let's also not act like we know he's this stud, an absolute stud. Yeah, have you we ever... hope that we hope that he is. The anticipation, what we've heard, is that he should be. But I've, I've good. That's kind of interesting to hear because I've thought the same thing. Is that like, I get it. If he's a lottery pick, he's got to go. If he's a top ten pick, he's absolutely got to go. If he's a first round pick, he probably should go. All things considered. But why? Like, why is he so high on these teams' lists? Especially when I mean, how much tape can they even have on him? I mean, he didn't. We play basketball last yeah. year. And even when he did play, it was still kind of pandemic basketball for the most part, right, which was right. strange and spotty and all that sort of deal. So, and and that's where, um, you know, you could potentially slide or Cal's like, or you could be the number one pick in next year's draft. Well, I like that narrative because there that should probably be the narrative of like, I won't blame Sharp if he if these projections are accurate. I think the better question is, is like, why are these projections what they are? And do we have any anybody have any in, inside NBA sources that can like tell us why they are in love with Sharp? Jonathan Giovanni, I'm sure you got something on it. It's I'm probably, sure he'll I'm sure he'll probably find some quotes that like he is a can't fire miss maybe number one absolutely should go don't ever come back. Upside, lots of upside. He's young. Don't let Cal ruin you, pal. Get out. I think it. Uh... I also find it hilarious whenever they mention a player's age when they talk NBA stuff. I mean, that's like I get it. It's like, like, like twenty four. Like, it was right. like Kellen Kellen Grady's age should be considered for some NBA teams, right? Like hand size should matter if they're like teeny tiny baby hands, but for the most part, it doesn't matter. I actually think Grady's age should help him if he was in the discussion for like one of the top picks. Yes, age would probably hurt him. But if he wants to, I mean, an NBA summer league should be like, hey, you know, you're an adult. You, we're yeah. not going to have to worry about you. You're going to be mature and, you know, you're experienced mm-hmm. enough. He, sh- he should get a chance in the summer. And if he's on a team enough that can take attention away from him, hopefully he can just sit and shoot. But creating his own shot. Not his thing. Just not sure what the heck happened. I think the issue is more the unbalanced schedule in the SEC rather than the home whistle. That's part of it. Uh, but still, like officials should not be so influenced by noises. Uh, we're as human beings, we should be better than that. Lasers, though, definitely. <laughs> La- lasers on a field is a little different than just yeah! noise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, TJ, what would your opinion be on Cal if we don't win another title or make another Final Four run in the next five years? Not good. Yeah. Then that would be a five years from now. How? What year would uh, that we'll be? be pretty old at that point? But the but the issue is like, what if in that run, you know, Kentucky's like four elite eight number ten throughout the year, and yeah, they're just losing the elite eight on last second shots. That's 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 the issue with with March. But let's let's hope that's not the case, Plumley bro. Texer on Thorn Sexon says, "Watch Will Smith walk away." Watch Will Smith walk away. He smiles. The whole situation was strange. Very and then there's also some like videos that like he hardly even actually got him with his hand. Um, but certainly seems everybody seems to believe that it's real. But it got people talking about the Oscars too, which is interesting. I don't know. There's just a lot of reasons why this could be fake. 
Hey, Justin, Nick, TJ, you all can suck you for not being on the air today. We yep. are on the air today. We are on the air today. What the hell? What the hell? This is a good one, Justin. <laughs> TJ, buddy, we got to get you a new microphone. Your chin follicles are hard to listen to in the headphones. Either way, I love the show. Keep it up, boys. Yeah. Been meaning to trim up the beard. Maybe show us your face. Been show me- us your face. Been meaning to trim up the beard, and uh, maybe that will help. But, yeah, I'm sure it's annoying. Apologies. <laughs> not today though not nope. on this microphone Texas says TJ I think you I I got you to use the word vibes more and I've never felt more accomplished in my life I only use it because it's basically part of normal vernacular at this point people use it it has to be used I don't like it I don't love it it's like cheeks but I do <laughs> not quite like cheeks but <laughs> <laughs> close enough <laughs> But yes, I do use it more. So if you want to take credit for that, you 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 do that. Roush, I just love that people still spell your last name wrong. No. Roush, <laughs> would you be allowed to gamble if you worked for UK Athletics and not KSR? I don't know. I don't know with how that. I mean, no, because you live in Kentucky. Well, that's idiots. <laughs> Vote them out. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Because I know... probably would need to be quiet about it. Right, right, right. I, I, but I don't think like you're getting in trouble or anything. Like if it, I'm an it probably SID. would be best not to be betting on UK. I would also think. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, well, we could. Why don't you ask somebody at UK? You know. Yep. If Musselman could be the next coach at UK this upcoming season, would the majority of UK fans approve or disapprove? What percentage would you give it? Well, people are like shiny new things. Um, I think that's also part of the reason that people just want a new coach. Well, so and if he, I don't know what number. That's a got no clue. Probably around 50%, I would guess. Well, and if he brings those three all, McDonald's All-Americans, I think you're a little more happy. Yeah, but I also heard these same people complaining about how UK can't win with young people anymore. You got to get experience as well. The truth is, there's a million ways to make the national championship soup. The fact that people don't understand that or realize that means they haven't watched college basketball for very long. If you have a great group of young people, they can win a national championship. If you have a nice blend of some young players with experienced players, that definitely can win a national championship. And if you have a group of mostly experienced players, that can also, hold the phone, win a national championship. I don't know why people, and I know that I'm kind of creating this this own narrative here, but Musselman doing it with young players, good luck. I'm going to be excited to see how he does with them. It's not for everybody. It's not super easy to do. That being said, talent is talent. So I bet by March, Arkansas is going to be a pretty darn good team. And good for Arkansas. And I, for what it's worth... If UK had the job opening tomorrow, I don't know if they'd be able to get Musselman. Well, I don't know if it'd be a guarantee. Can I also say, like, to this Texas point, five years ago you could have said this about Greg Marshall and people would have been like about, oh, you know, I can get yeah. around that. Like, you can say, like, it's the thing with college basketball. Like, it it changes quite frequently in our list of candidates. Musselman's been there, what, three years? Yes. I think. Um, yeah. Two Elite Eight runs. Yeah. Which is good for Arkansas, but it's also, I don't know, people are just get caught up in it, get a little lost in it. And he got that other McDonald's All-American to quit the other day. So 
He's got them rocking and rolling. I do like Nick Smith. If KRC had a watch party for future big football or basketball game, I feel like it could be a straight banger. Thank goodness we didn't do it for the St. Peter's game. Yeah, I know. Because that's like the type of thing I'd have in mind. Because we did, we did we, that for yeah, the Abilene Christian. Yeah. Abilene yeah. Christian game. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a good time. I still want to do like a ping pong night at that one place. Forgot where it was. Little Wacky Wednesday topic for you all with derby season approaching. Could you all imagine the madness that would ensue if college basketball and football teams had to share a locker room like competing jockeys do? <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. But they race all day through against one another. You know, the derby's just another race. Although yeah. if I was a jockey, I'd be like, this is a billion-dollar horse industry. Give me a locker room. <laughs> like, I want my own little space. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a different dynamic. I mean, it kind of be like um... – you know, in the NBA, they're all kind of boys now. So, you yeah. know, you have, like, your friendly rivalries and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, that is, a, that is a different kind of dynamic. Sharing off, man. <laughs> Does Casey Wallace remind you of a Shea Gilgis-Alexander type player? No, more to me as, a, like, Eric Bledsoe. Tall, okay. He's taller, but and probably not as strong. But to go along like the UK comparisons that I always like to do, I would think more of like an Eric Bledsoe. May have a game where he hits several threes. Could have games where the shots not falling so much. But well, he, he's a, he's a tough he's a tough kid. I like that the way that Ben Roberts put it when talking about the game. Wallace is a guy who is good at getting his teammates involved. Not a, the ideal setting. In an all-American game for that to sure. thrive. Yeah, absolutely not. Kentucky baseball has absolutely no pop currently losing terrible teams like EKU, and it's actually uh, – Wait, they lost EKU last night? I don't know if they ended up losing or not. I didn't see the final. I mean, they beat Georgia this weekend in a series. And I was going to give them credit. I was going to give them credit. I meant to give them credit for that on Monday. I would have probably done it yesterday. Yeah, they lost 6-3 to to Eastern Kentucky. That just like kind of almost takes away that series win against Georgia. Did you see where they lost uh, Stup for the year, too? Yeah, and that's not good. Yeah, that's bad. This has to be Mingione's last year. Otherwise, it's telling that Barnhart cares more about Mingione and his passion for God and Jesus instead of success of the baseball program. That's You're taking some huge leaps there. Huge leaps. Also, Barnhart has to do something to get the students more involved like they were at the Cliff. The former baseball players love seeing the students at the Cliff back in the day. It's just not good all around and something desperately needs to change. Oh, I mean, I've been saying that for a long time now. Uh, beer would help. Yep. That would get students over to the new stadium. But, yeah, the baseball program is the only one in America that you could build one of the nicest stadiums out there and, and lose momentum. Yeah. Lose momentum in the program. It's it, wild. And it's all it's all on Barnhart. We knew that this was going to happen. I, but, hey, they you know, that Georgia series was a big win. But still nobody but was there. You just, then you come back and you lose to EKU, which I know that, like, a midweek loss isn't the end of the world. You can make it up by beating Louisville, I think, next week or the week after. But just you gotta when you there's no margin for error, you can't be losing those games. Hey, fellas, Beezy here. Hey, Beezy, glad you're back on. Just wanted to say I don't understand why a section of Dingus's act like Coach Cal is coming off two terrible seasons. It was a terrible loss in the tourney, but let's not act like we didn't have an entire season long of games where we played so well, where nearly a we were nearly a one seed. Just some perspective. Yeah, I've been preaching that. Uh, the tournament loss was horrible, horrible, horrible. It stinks. It is embarrassing. I hate it. But it was a fun season. 
We really needed this regular season, folks. We really did not need this tournament loss. Nope. But we needed this regular season. If the regular season would have been bad and we would have been doing this stuff that we've yeah. done these last couple of weeks for the last four months, that would have been ugh, that would have been too much to take. So we had a good season. No reason to think next season's not going to be good. There's just you be more dominant. <laughs> At the end of the day, that's what we all want, right? It's an yep. easy way to say it. It's it it's not, you know, hidden messaging or anything like that. Be more dominant. All right, we are almost a one seed. Let's be a one seed. Play in Louisville. Don't lose to Tennessee. Sweet 16 and Elite 8. I mean, at least I'm not going to fault a loss in Knoxville. But win the series. If you be in the SEC tournament again, stop losing those dorks. John here, good morning to all. And then, you know what? It is due time for an SEC tournament run. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I think he'd built up enough goodwill where it's all right to not win a couple, but now it's been a little bit. And the Four SEC years. tournament, UK's won more than the rest of the SEC combined. Let's keep – let's that needs to stay – That that's a cool stat. That needs to stay in place. John here, good morning to all. Hey, guys, good to hear you back. I've seen the Batcats lost to EKU. That – Freaking sucks, and our overall record is 17-9. and nine. What do you guys think about the season so far? We'll got to go talk to you later. You all are some nice folks. You all come back now, you hear? Oh, hit us with a, you all yeah. come back now, you hear? We'll be back. Uh, we just talked about the Batcats. But, but I, I will say, though, um, just generally speaking, they were, I was like, oh, okay. At least they haven't lost any big duds, and... They got swept at Arkansas. Arkansas is really good. They're That's on the road. Five, yeah. Uh, so far, I actually think the season's better than I expected it to be. Right, but it's just then you you can't throw in like a dud like this. Like that's where if you clean up your midweek games, then the record. I think it's three now. Bad midweek game losses. Yeah. But too maybe many. maybe two. But yeah, it just, just it two. puts more pressure on the SEC ones. You really can't get swept. Um, you need to find ways to at least get one. Those are just little things you can do. But right now, they would technically be a bubble team. Uh, so you got a lot of season left. But, yeah, you lost your one of your starters. That's not good. You ever seen the video of the song called 501 Denim by I-65, a rap group out of Louisville? It has Shane Bahannon dancing awkwardly the whole video back when he was committed to Louisville out of high school. I've not. I'll have to keep that in mind well, and look it up. That's why there's a thing called YouTube. And, oh, man. All right. Well, we got to keep reading the text. Yeah, we can. 41,000 have... views. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, you can feel free to watch it if you want and just let me know how it goes. You boys have dealt with pressure well. Roush and serious varsity sports. TJ at the 2008 St. X Ping Pong Championship. Scooter when the husband comes home early to surprise his wife. <laughs> Shane Bahannon wearing a white tee, just dancing with the crew. To those who are tired of overhyping of teams and recruits, it's very simple. Don't get excited or don't watch. <laughs> It really is very simple. Beautiful right. text. That was one of the most insane texts ever. Some people have gone full simple jack. <laughs> if you're talking World Cup qualifying, then Egypt got robbed. Those laser pointers were intense. We were talking just yeah. that. As and uh, another text said Egyptian fans did the same thing to Senegal in the first leg. Lasers are a big issue in AFCON. Which hmm. I oh, really? I did there. not know that. that I did not know that. Yeah. I had on the Nigeria Ghana game, and I did not notice laser mania. Um, wow. Who knew? That, that, so, first Vuvuzela. We thought the Vuvuzelas was, was bad. It was only the beginning. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> if, if Egypt really did do that to Senegal, then yeah. Go go Senegal. Well, I don't I just was wondering which team was worse and if they were matched up with the United States, who would be easier. I just figured Senegal. Um, so, I hope I'm right about that. 
Can TJ please become a FIFA referee? Would love nothing more than for some crowd in a foreign country to be doing something like the laser pointers and TJ gets on the mic. All right, listen here, folks. <laughs> yeah, I'd easily do it. What are they going to do? Kill me? Like, I, you know, I know the famous last words. They could play this audio as I get killed by a, a, a crazy mob <laughs> in soccer. And I know that, like, Brazil, but that was deep in the rainforest. Um, I would think for like a World Cup qualifying FIFA match. Yeah, those were that was a much lower level. If you want your team to ever have a chance to go to the World Cup ever again for the next like thirty years, probably don't kill an official. Right, right. So yeah. in the worst case, I'm just getting roughed up a little bit. I deserve it at that point. Indiana Tim here, try this on. Maybe Sharp just wants the college experience at UK. It's possible. Ooh. Indiana Tim, calm down. All right, buddy. That's wild. That's wild. In all seriousness, I hope you're right, and that is a possibility. Maybe he does want that, but if he really – and that was my whole thing. If he's projected lottery pick, top 10, you just can't turn down that money. Nobody would blame him for doing that. But if he's doing that for the college experience, one, the nil must be real sweet, and two, he must really want the college experience. Fine by me. Are we in for the annual KRC golf scramble? Many people are asking. That's from Mook. Uh, sure. I don't know, Mook, after our back and forth. <laughs> not sure if i if, if you're invited pal <laughs> i'm kidding all right well we'll try to pick a date maybe we can have our group message do that today i'll be busy but later that maybe tonight when i get off work we'll talk we'll try to figure something out okay. figure out a good date all right that's it that's our show everybody have a great great wednesday we'll be back again tomorrow 7 a.m this is kentucky roll call tj oh usa predictions I'll take a 1-1 draw. 1-1 draw. They will not lose by six. There's my prediction. It's a bold prediction. Not watching. Yeah, you were talking about what to bet on tonight, USA Soccer. I'm not betting on U.S. Soccer. (laughs) Although 1-1 tie, probably probably pretty lucrative. Go USA! USA! All the way! U-S-A! Roll call!